You have just entered The Royal Access, the show for growth-minded game changers seeking God's direction in their relationships and careers. I'm your host, Coral Pinder, and I'm super excited about Welcome everybody about to another episode of The now Raw let's dive Access. In to this girl, Corral, and we are still in our series, Soar. And I told you guys from the beginning that, you know, Soar was my word for the year. And I remember God bringing it to me at the end of the season and feeling like, okay, I'm, I can't wait to, to see what God is going to do in December. And you would have heard if you listened to last week, and if you didn't listen to last week, definitely, definitely go and check it out. It's, you know, trusting the unexpected. And we were in the story of Exodus, and we're going to touch a little on that again today. But it's just so, so mind-blowing how you can think something means one thing and God means something different. And I revealed at the end of the podcast last week that I realized that God wanted me to soar in my spirit. And it wasn't until this week how much I realized that God wanted me to soar in my spirit. And I was talking with a friend today and we were talking about how when God is moving you to a next position, how sometimes with your baggage, there are things you can't carry with you. And so today the title is Thor, go, but no, everything can't go. Go, but know that everything can't go. Now, I don't know what kind of traveler you are, but I am not someone who packs light. I would love to pack light. I would love to be that person who packs light, but I don't pack light. Like, I would love to be that kind of person, but I'm not. I am the person that you see in the airport that you're rolling eyes because she's in front of you. And it's like, sis, you didn't have a scale at home. You didn't have a little measure before you left. Like, you wanted to go through the stress. You wanted to be sitting down in the airport on the floor not, not or, or stooping on the floor, opening the luggage, rearranging your panties. You wanted to do that. You wanted to because you didn't check before you came. You didn't, like, do a little lift to see it's, like, a little overweight. No, you had to put it on the scale. And then have the people tell you that some things you can't go. Like, I'm the person, like, I'm putting on extra jackets, extra sweaters. I'm carrying, like, three or four bags and trying to tie them together to make it look like it's two pieces to go on flight. Like, that, I'm that person. I'm that person, like, I'm trying to carry all these things and everything can't go. Like, it just is overweight. It can't go. I remember when I was in China, I think, I don't even remember how much I paid for that luggage. I swear I told you all that story on the podcast before how I had to sleep in the airport in China in a booth of a restaurant. And I don't remember how much luggage I was trying to carry, but it was like $200 overweight. It's like, it's going to cost you. That was another thing my friend was giving me. I was like, girl, you are preaching me to the, preaching to me today. She was like, you know, they tell you when it's time to carry, either you have to leave some stuff or it's going to cost you. Either you will have to leave some stuff or if you are adamant about carrying those things in your next season, it will cost you. It will cost you. And so I stopped by for a quick podcast session today to continue on the journey soar. Now that we know what the soaring is all about, the soaring is all about our spirit soaring, but know that when God sends you, everything can't go. And that's hard for us because if someone told me I was going on a trip tomorrow, I'm excited to go. And the only thing that I'm focused on is I can't wait to get to that trip. I'm so excited to go on that trip. It's going to be amazing. I'm thinking of all of the amazing things we're going to get to do, especially if it's a location I really want to go to. Even if it's just to say something about now I'm going to go shopping. If it's an exotic vacation, I'm like, now I'm going to experience all these things I've never experienced before. And I'm going to take these pictures. And I'm going to do that. Like my mind is already on vacation. So what happens is when we receive a promise and God is saying, I'm going to carry you there. I'm going to carry you into a new job. I'm going to carry you into a relationship. I'm going to carry you into motherhood. I'm going to, so you're like, oh, all you're thinking about is the joy of motherhood and taking those pictures. All those things you're thinking about is bringing in the money in the business. All the thing that you're thinking about is the sweet side 
of the going. You're like, I want to go. I'm thinking about that sweet side of going. But what we don't think about is that moment in front of the counter of checking in, of going to the next spot and knowing there are certain things that are not going to be able to go with you. And that is what I believe the Israelites went through when God was saying, you know, I'm going to telling Moses, I'm going to take them into the land of Canaan, the man, the land flowing with milk and honey. That's all we remember it. We're not remembering that he also said it's the home of the Canaanites and all of these other people who are enemies. We ain't even paying attention to the listing of all of those other people who currently occupy we live in the land of milk and honey. So our mind is focused on the land of milk and honey. So when we hear go, we're like, go, go, go. I'm excited. I'm ready to go. But you have to realize that there's a process of going. And that is what I'm dealing with now in this season of soaring into what God has for me and allowing God to soar my spirit, realizing there's a process to going. There's a process to going. And so some things that can't go is your disbelief can't go. Your disbelief in what God can do in this season can't go. And what happens is we go through sometimes a rough period where God is testing that. I talked about the Israelites. So when God sent Moses to Pharaoh, the first, when he first told Pharaoh, like, you got to let my people go. You thought like in our mind, we're like, I don't even know if it was in Moses mind. Like when I tell Pharaoh, let the people go, they gonna go and we gonna go in the wilderness and it's just gonna be smooth like gravy. Okay, great. No, what Pharaoh did, I just believe even before the 10 plagues, Pharaoh made their work harder. So you know what the Israelites came and said to Moses? Why the heck you up in Pharaoh's face? Now you have made our life harder. I'm going to tell God about you. We're going we're gonna to come to God about you because now I'm questioning your relationship with God. Now I'm questioning your intentions because you said you came here to take us to a land of milk and honey. And all we have experienced since then was trauma and more hard work and more pain. And so the disbelief came very quickly, but that's because my trust was never that high. Remember I said last week, trust the unexpected. So what do you do when you get in a situation where you feel like I am moving in everything that I'm doing because this is what God told me to do. And then you run up to a situation where it gets harder. It's, it's more painful. And this isn't the experience that I signed up for. What do you do when someone comes and says, this isn't the experience I signed up for. So now I no longer believe you hear from God. Now I no longer trust your intentions. And now I'm against you. How do you deal with that? How do you deal with that when it's like, I only trying to go because God said we're going to the land of milk. And I mean, what's all this? What's all this, Jesus? What's all of this? This a lot. Did I sign up? Like you tell me to tell Pharaoh. I tell Pharaoh, Pharaoh made it harder. What? Like I didn't sign up for this. But God is like, I have to carry him through a process of believing in me. So Moses goes back to God because I talked about that last week. Instead of worrying, you praise and you praise, you go get the strategy. So Moses, got, I got to go back to God. Come, I need the strategy. What's going on? Make it make sense. You tell me to tell Pharaoh and now what's happening? And he's like, no, like you're going to, Pharaoh's going to continue to have a hardened heart. I've hardened Pharaoh's heart because the wonders and the miracles that God is about to do through those 10 plagues are signs and wonders that these people need to see in order to increase their belief. So you're going to go through a hard experience, but that is going to increase your belief because your disbelief can't go where I need you to go. So you got to unpack that. And so in order for you to unpack that, you're going to go through trials that I am the only person who could bring you out. That I am the, see, they may attribute it to you, Moses, if they don't have to go through these signs and wonders that I'm about to do. And I don't need them to attribute it to you. I need them to be able at the end of the day to attribute it to me. And so therefore you're going to go through these trials. So the same thing with you, the same thing with us. 
I don't want anyone to get confused that the blessings that unfold have anything to do with you, Corel. I don't have, I don't, I don't want anybody to think that when your business rises, that it had something to do with you. I don't want anybody to think that when the child comes, it's just because, you know, you did like, I don't want it to be mistaken that it had to do with you. And so the disbelief in what God can do in their life has to go. And so there's a process before we go because the disbelief has to get unpacked. It might be a little embarrassing. It might be a little painful. It might be a little overwhelming, but it got to go. Fear can't go. Fear can't go. So you got to go to Pharaoh over and over. Moses said, I don't, I don't even speak well. I'm like, Aaron gonna speak for you. Like, let's, let's, let's move through it. We're going to admit those weaknesses because we know in God, in his power, we are made strong. So fear can't go. Fear can't go. You got to take fear out of the luggage. You have to take fear out. You have to take fear out of the luggage. The other thing that's really hard, certain people can't go. You can imagine the Israelites living in Egypt that for a long time, and being with those Egyptians, they must, some of them might have ended up being, because everybody didn't have the same, the same work that they had to do. They said their work got harder. So that means that their work probably was a lot of work, but it was probably still bearable. So they still probably had connections with Egyptians. But the point is, you can't go now. Yeah, we had connections. Yeah, we were on the same page. But now I am moving into this new land and everyone can't go when we go. Same thing happened when the Israelites were in the wilderness and they were trying to go into the promised land. So everyone didn't go with them out of Egypt into the wilderness. And then we saw that when some of them didn't believe, everybody couldn't go into the promised land. Moses didn't go into the promised land. Aaron didn't go into the promised land. And Moses was the mentor for Joshua. He had walked with Joshua for several years, but you're not going. You're not going. And that is hard for us to go through when we have been waiting for the opportunity to come, waiting for the marriage to come, waiting for the children to come, waiting for this next opportunity. And God is saying, this person has served their season in your life. And in order for me to continue to move you on to the next season, certain people can't go. That's hard. That's hard because we want everyone to like us. We want everything to be on one accord and we want things to stay the same. But the thing is, if you want to go, it can't, like you can't stay, it can't stay the same and you go like you have to get on the flight. You can't, you can't, everything can't go. It can't go. Some of those things can't go. It can't. And it will cost you if you insist. And the final one is certain mindsets can't go certain ways of thinking. It was like, you needed to take Egypt. They took the people out of Egypt, but they needed the wilderness season to take Egypt out of them. And some people, Egypt couldn't come out of them. And so they never went into the promised land. And so if we are going to go, God is saying, if you are soaring, if you're going to go, you need to know that there is a process in that preparation to go. He, Moses did not come and say, let my people go. And they walked out into the wilderness. No, I told you last week that they intentionally had to turn around and go through the Red Sea so that they could see the miracle being performed of the Red Sea opening. Everybody can't go. Everybody can't go. And certain mindsets have to go. And in order for God to change your perspective and change your mindset, you have to be willing to be open to what the process is going to look like. And you have to be able to let some things go. And so I was talking to God about this and I was praying about this. And I said, you know what? I believe it. You have to let things go. You can't, everything can't go ahead. And there were some things that I wanted to give to you that God was saying to me, because so many times when we get in a season of it's the end of the year and God can do it before the end of the year and God can, God can make a breakthrough. And I believe it. I believe that there are things that God has for me. I believe that 
that God has told me that there are things and doors I want to open up for you, but I need you to be keenly aware to what's going on. I need you to be keen and insightful and open. And I want to share this word with you too, that the Holy Spirit gave me when I was reading my Bible. It was actually an interpretation of a scripture that someone in my, in my Bible, the She Reads Truth Bible broke it down. And it was saying that when Moses saw the burning bush, Moses went ahead and he went to look closer at the burning bush because he noticed that there was something different. Like this bush is burning, but the, the, there's, there's fire coming from the bush, but the bush is not burning. And so he went and took a closer look. And so the revelation, the guy interpreted from that is he said that there, that God didn't say Moses, Moses until Moses came to do a closer look. So he said, how many things are we missing? Because we refuse to go take a closer look. And so God cannot communicate to us the next thing that he needs us to do. Because that's when he told him to go and free the people. When he realized that Moses was paying attention. One of the things that God told me is, I need you to pay attention. I need you to pay attention. I need you to put your mind on me. I need you to get ready for what I wanted to want to do in your life. And so that comes with being keenly aware. Now, when I see prophetic words, I grab onto those prophetic words. Because before it's like, yeah, 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 you always hear it. Yeah, 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 you always hear it. So it's like, you're not going to hear the instruction if you're not keenly aware to the word that was spoken. Either you hear the word, you grab the word, and you ask God for further instruction, or you see a burning bush burning and you continue on your journey. But I think that the the blessing is there. The instruction is there. The strategy is there for you to go into it. But are you ready to go into what God has for you? Because going into what God has for you isn't easy. It's not easy. I think we get into this mindset that, oh, yeah, we just think about the land, milk and honey. But we forget the fact that it's also the home of the Canaanites and the and all of the other ites. It's their home. We forget about the fact that, oh, I'm, Pharaoh's going to let his people, Pharaoh's, Pharaoh is going to be told to let the people go, but I still got to go through Pharaoh to hear to let the people go. Like we have to have to be keenly aware to what God is saying. So the first thing, the first thing that God revealed to me, why he said, you need to go, you need to go. And I told you yesterday, the miracle is not about us living in the land of milk and honey. The, the miracle is about us learning to trust what God can do. The miracle is learning about to trust in what God to do. So God says, I need to move you. You need to go because you're too accessible. You're too accessible to the things and, and people that I need you to let go. So the Israelites, they were accept, accessible to the Egyptians who worshiped idols. And God didn't want them to worship idols. They wanted, he wanted them to realize who God was. And so he said the, the purpose of the plagues was to show that God was more powerful than any other connection, any other idol you're worshiping in Egypt. What I want us to realize and what God wanted me to realize is right now in this season, I told you, if you're going things, you, you, I can't go into the next thing and things stay the same. It's going to have to be different. And so what God said is you're currently too accessible to people I no longer need you to be and things I no longer need you to be accessible to or need to be accessible to you. Because there's a purification process that I need to carry you through because you're going to do more of my works and you're going to go into that, that, that space. And the purpose of you going into that space is to be a testimony of what God can do is to be a light and a message for what God is doing. And so you have to trust that at this moment, you're too accessible to something or things that will 
cause you not to trust me like I need you to trust me. That will cause you not to depend on me like I need you to depend on me. That will cause you not to flow in the anointing like I need you to flow. And so therefore, you're going to need to go. You're going to need to go because you're too accessible to the things that I no longer that are no longer serving you. The Israelites were too accessible to Egyptians who served idols. And we ain't about to serve these idols. We're not about to, I need, I need to cut that off. Because if you are going to flow into the anointing of what I've called you to do, to have dominion in the earth for what I've called you to do, you can no longer be accessible to certain things. And so the serving of these idols got to go. The serving of these idols has to go and you can no longer be accessible to that happening in your life. You can no longer be accessible. And it's hard. It's hard because it's very familiar. And it's painful because anytime that you have to be removed from something that you have gotten used to being a part of, it's hard to deal with that. It's hard. It's hard. I, I know sometimes there are times that I have left luggage to my sister, but there are also times when it wasn't, I wasn't being dropped to the airport by my sister and it was something you had to throw away. You had to like, like that means it's never coming back into your life. Things that I left to my sister, it was like, okay, this next season, as I walk into this next season, I'm not going to have it. I remember like months going out with, going without certain things that I even forgot I had those things because I had to let it go for that season. Like my sister lives in North Carolina. I might visit her in the summer and visit her into Christmas. So an entire season, six, seven months have passed before I am reunited with that particular thing. And sometimes I use it again. Sometimes I never use it again. So sometimes things have to remove for a certain season with the, and sometimes things have to be removed for good. And so with the idol worshiping, you had that access had to be removed for good. You're too accessible. The next thing that God says, why I need you to go other than being too accessible to something that's not serving you in the next season, that's not helping with your anointing. That's not helping you to move forward in what I've called you to be. You're too distracted. You're too distracted by works I've no, I've no longer called you to do. And I have experienced, I told you that guys in the beginning of the year that there were certain jobs that the Holy Spirit allowed me. He, I was an, I had an influencer contract and I told them, do not renew the contract. That is money that I said no to. I had a opportunity where I was uh, uh, doing uh, facilitation with the U.S. Embassy. Um, even though the money wasn't all of that, that was a great affiliation and connection to have on my resume. And I was told to let go of that. Um, and as I'm going into this new season and God just did a miracle the other day, I was praying about an opportunity that I said yes to that. I realized that God is saying you need to remove. And I said, Oh my gosh, I'm going to leave the person's high and dry in December. I said, God, I really want this to be removed, but I think I'll have to fight it out for December and then find someone for January. So I began doing the hunt to find a replacement for me for January, but there was no way that somebody would come through in December. So I just wanted to find a replacement for January and I would find by hook or crook, kill myself to make it work in December. So I called the people and I was like, it's the beginning of December. I've made a commitment. I gave you my word. Um, so how are we moving forward? They were like, Christmas is too much going on. We thought we'd be able to start in December. Turns out we won't be able to start till the middle of January. Look how God aligned that. Look how God aligned that. Cause I was, I started the hunt at the beginning of this month to look for someone to come into January because I knew coming into December would be too quick. And I go back to the people and say, I want to honor my commitment. I want to honor what I said I would do. And they told me 
we thought we would be able to start in December, but we need until middle of January. By that time, you know, your girl going to find a replacement because God told me that it's not going to serve you in the next season. I need you to let it go. And I was just like, look at God coming through. And I think when God sees our obedient, God sees our willingness to remove the distractions, our willingness to stop the works that he no longer told us to do, that he will be able to open the doors. God has revealed to me, and I'm going to say it prophetically on the, on the podcast so that I can come back and listen to it. There are opportunities, new opportunities. There are new things that I want to do. But you have to align your life and remove the extra luggage that is in your life in order to walk into it. If you are not, you know, prophetic words always come with a warning. So it's not just, oh, you about to go into the land of milk and honey. No, you are going to have to let some things go before you have to go in the land of milk and honey. You're going to have to let disbelief go. You're going to have to let fear go. You're going to have to let certain people go and you're going to have to let certain mindsets go or else you won't go. You won't go. We saw Moses. Moses did not go into the promised land. Aaron did not go into the promised land. And so it's not guaranteed because the prophetic word also comes with a warning. It also comes with, so God was like, there are certain things I need you to do. There are certain things I need you to let go of. There are certain things I need you to line up or else you won't see the things that I have for you. There are things that I have for you. And you have to be keenly aware. You have to be keenly aware. And that's why I said, do not get distracted. I told you how he said that he was able to notice the bush was burning. And so he went over to it. How many things are we missing in this season? That God's like, oh my God, I got, you could have been living in this promise by now, but you, you scrolling on Instagram. Like you could be living in it. Like so many times guys like, you could be living in it if you, and I'm going through a very rough season right now. And it always happens that when you're in the rough season, you stay in the word like crazy. Like you, you read the scriptures, you try and understand. You're like, this season is killing me. Like spiritually, I am, I am fighting. I am fighting these weapons. They forming. They're not prospering, but they, they forming. Like these weapons are like, boop, 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 left, right. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh, God. These weapons are like fighting. These weapons are fighting me. God's like, I'm telling you, you staying in this word because these weapons are fighting. You need to stay in this word consistently. There are doors that I have you to walk through there. I am telling you that there are doors that God is saying, I need you to walk through these. But if you don't stay keenly aware, if you don't let go of this baggage, if you don't stay focused on what I'm calling you to do, if you stay distracted, if you keep trying to take disbelief with you, you keep trying to take these certain things with you. I'm telling you. I'm telling you, you won't walk into it. I'm telling you, you won't walk into it. And so if this, this was the reminder that God gave to me, God is saying, go, I'm telling you to go. I told, I told Moses, I told Moses to go, but Moses had to keep going back to God. The people getting beat up. The army is right behind us as we go in the Red Sea. The people are worshiping idols while I'm up here getting the 10 commandments. The people are, I'm confused. I'm confused. You told me to go, but these people are making me upset. This, this, this is going left real quick. And, and what to do? What to do? God's like, don't get distracted. Stay focused on me. Stay focused on me. I want you to go, but you need to know everything can't go. I, I'm telling you to go. It's like, I, I know that there were several times and obviously because Moses kept going back to God. I thought you told me to do this. I thought you, why is all of this strife here? Why is all this warfare here? Why are all these problems? You told me to do, I thought you told me to do this, but you can't get distracted. The final one is you're too, you're too accessible. You're too distracted. That's why you need to go. You need to go because you're too accessible. You need to go because you're too distracted, working on things I didn't tell you to work on or working on things that are finished for this season. Let it go. That's no longer serving you in this season. And you're too comfortable. 
You're too comfortable. You're too comfortable in the way that your life is now. You're too comfortable. You're too comfortable in certain talks. There are certain things that God's like, I'm trying to give you a husband, but you keep saying that the dating scene is ghetto. So if you keep saying the dating scene is ghetto, you know what you're going to see? A ghetto dating scene. I keep trying to elevate you with certain connections and partnerships, but you saying that you can't trust people in partnership. So you know what happens? You keep seeing scenarios through the eyes of, I can't trust this person. I don't know who that's for. The husband was for me. (laughs) I don't know who that one was for. But know that if you keep talking a certain talk, then you can't walk a certain kind of walk. If you keep talking a certain, you're too comfortable talking that walk, talking that talk. And that's why you walk in that walk where you're not walking into the fullness of what God has for you. You're not. And that's happened with the Israelites. When it, oh, why didn't you leave it? Oh, you wanted us to die out here. The talk's up. How's your talk right? You just saw 10 plagues, bro. You just saw 10 plagues, bro. You just saw God defeat Pharaoh and swallow him up in the Red Sea. Yet when they saw giants in the land, it was like, what? What? God said, I have called you. I have called you to do something, but you are too comfortable. You do not want to be stretched. You do not want to be moved. You do not want to be set free into what I've called you to do. You are too comfortable. You are too comfortable. And so I need to change it up. And so when God says go, like all, don't just think about the land of milk and honey. Ask him for endurance to face the things that are going to happen on that way to, like we thinking about, I, I, I told y'all about the experience where I traveled on a private airline and how it was so smooth. Most of us, and that's the only time I've ever went, you have the airport process. And in the airport process, it's not the land of milk and honey that the vacation is going to be, but it's a required process in order to get to the land of milk and honey. What I'm saying is there's a required process that goes along with the going that we're trying to skip, that we're trying not to walk through, that we're trying not to face. And we're, we're feeling like, God, why, why am I going through this? Because it's a required process in order for you to go. Period. It's a required process in order for you to go. You got to go two hours before. And nowadays, it's the required process is even more. You got to take the COVID test. You got to wait for the test to come back. You got to get the health visa. You got to check in by the certain time. Your baggage has to be the certain amount or you have to pay or you have to leave some of it on the side. Then you have to get on the airline. Then you got to go through security. Then you only allow two bags, a personal bag and a little carry on on the plane. Then you got to travel. Then you got to go through all of that. Then you got to arrive. Then you got to go to baggage claim. And then you got to drive to the airport and to the, to the, to the, the hotel. And then you will be in the land of milk and honey. But there's a process that is required for you to go and know that everything can't go. Everything can't go. So you're saying, Corel, okay, great. I'm reminded my disbelief can't go. My fear can't go. Certain people can't go. Certain mindsets can't go because right now I'm too accessible. I'm too distracted and I'm too comfortable. So what do I do? What do I do? So I want to wrap this podcast up by telling you what God has revealed to me um, through friends who have been a midwife in my life. And I want to encourage you. That wasn't on my list, but I want to encourage you to surround yourself with spiritual people that can pray for you when you can't pray for yourself. Cause like I told you, I'm in a spiritual warfare right now. And so I'm constantly asking people. And if you are a listener of this podcast, no matter how few or whatever the number is, if you can say a prayer for me, cause I know that there are things the enemy is afraid because I am on the edge of breakthrough and I will not, 
I will not be defeated. I will not be discouraged because there's something that God wants me to do. And it's not about me. It's not about me chilling in a land of milk and honey. It's about an assignment that is on my life so that people can see the testimony of what God, the proof of who God is and what God wants to do in their life. And so the assignment that I have is ask God to reveal to you what you have to remove. The first thing I want you to write it down, ask God, what do I need to remove? Is there, is there something in my life that can't go? Am I going through the required process and this required process is taking much longer to go through this airport to get to the land of milk and honey because you told me to go, but I'm stuck because I'm still trying to take things with me. What do I need to remove? Let me write it. Let me write it down so I can remove it so I can go because I want to go. Ask God to remind you of his promises. And if you remember, remind God, because Moses kept reminding God. Moses said, you said you were going to take them into the land of Canaan, the land of milk and honey. What to do? Explain this. Make it make sense. You said you were going to do it. So he kept reminding them. He kept reminding them. These people were just doing the mess, the most. And every time God's like, come on now, they, Moses like, come on now, help me out. They're like you said you were going to do this. This is what you said. This is what you said. This is what you said. I'm reminding you, this is what you said. So you, you, the first thing is, what do I need to remove? The second thing is ask God to remind you of the promises he has for you. Or if you know, like, no, God promises. I know what he promised. This is my remembrance of what he promised me. He promised, remind God of the promise he made to you. And then you ask God, who do I need to be in order to receive that promise? Do I need to be more humble? Do I need to be more giving? Do I need to be less selfish? Do I need to pay attention more to your word? Do I need to meditate on your word day and night? Do I need to go on a fast to get a greater revelation of the strategy of this next step you want to take me in? What do I need to do in order? Who do I need to be in order to be a wife? Who do I need to be in order to be a business owner? Who do I need to be in order to be the leader of this organization? Who do I need to be in order to be entrusted with this amount of income? Who do I need to be in order to be that mother? Who do I need to be? There's somebody you need me to be in the next season. Who do, you, who do I need to be in order for my ministry to flourish? Who do I need to be? Who do I need to be to walk into the fullness and the promises that you have outlined for me? Who do I need to be? Who do I need to be to be able to be influencing a large number of people all over the world? Does my character need to be in order? Who do I need to be? So you're asking God, who do I need to be? And what do I need to do? What do I need to do to walk into purpose of everything that you've had for me? How do I need to operate? Because right now, it's struggling. But I know that there's a process that's required and I'm going through the process, but I want to go through the process the way you want me to go through the process, because that's the only way I go to the land of milk and honey. So I want to remind you that as you soar, that God is helping your spirit to soar. And in order for our spirit to soar, we have to say discerning to his word. We have to read his word. So I hope that this encouraged you. If this encouraged you, please share it with a friend. Let us know in the Royal Access how this message blessed you. We pray that as you go and you go through the required process, know that everything can't go. Know that your disbelief can't go. Know that your fear can't go. Know that certain people can't go. Know that certain mindsets can't go. But know that God is saying you need to go because right now you're too accessible to things that no longer serve you. You're too distracted by a work I've no longer told you to do. And you're too comfortable because I'm about to stretch you so that I can use you to be a testimony to my people. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you share it with a friend. And it was great kicking it with you guys. Thank you for listening to the Royal Access Podcast. 
Be sure to learn more about how to connect with us in the show notes below. If you enjoyed the episode, please share it with a friend. We would also love for you to consider leaving a rating or a review. Until next time, I'm Corel Pinder, your truth-telling accountability partner.